Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Life of an Ex-Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. You're all probably really surprised to be seeing an episode being uploaded from me, especially considering that the last one I uploaded was in September and it's December 28th, um, about to be January soon. This time, there's no excuses. I'm gonna be very transparent with y'all. I had fully lost the motivation to podcast at all for the past few months. And it wasn't even until a couple of days ago that I was re-inspired to, you know, start podcasting again. Without saying too much, I just had a lot going on in my life that I wanted to focus on and prioritize. And I realized that I couldn't do everything. So I put this podcast on the back burner for a little bit. And it just for a while seemed more like a hassle to podcast and, and to do my other stuff as well. So I did put it down for a while. Um, and honestly, I thought that the last episode that I uploaded was in October, but it turns out it was actually in September. So that makes things a lot worse. A lot of you probably thought that I quit this podcast altogether, but I didn't. I honestly had thoughts about deleting this podcast and just getting rid of it. I, I don't really know why. Um, I recently had a deep conversation with my partner where I was asking him if I should just end my podcast altogether because something about me is that I don't like keeping things open-ended and I don't like when things are just in the the ether that are like tied to my name but that I'm like not actively working on. I don't know if that's a weird way of thinking but that's just how I approach things when it comes to like my professional life and what I'm working on. But anyway, the point in mentioning that discussion with my boyfriend was because his answer to that thought of me wanting to delete my podcast altogether was really encouraging and it encouraged me not to get rid of this podcast and basically to just have it and keep it just in case I ever wanted to pick it up again and talk to you guys. Um, so that conversation with him actually like re-inspired and fueled my passion to come back on here. And another reason why is just because we'll get into this more in the episode, but my with, with my new job and like with my personal endeavors on like social media, I've just been consuming all forms of social media like i've been consuming podcasts other people's podcasts of course um instagram tiktok even youtube like just any platform that you can think of and i not I'm, i don't think i'm quite there to get burned out yet but i'm slowly reaching that point so this just feels very refreshing to come back on here and just talk to a mic and just talk about my inner thoughts and just updates that i have to tell you guys um because it feels so different from what i've been working on at work which is like editing and just doing such visual stuff like i just want to like not have to look at my screen even though you know i am actually looking at like my outline and my script but it's different it's just it just feels different and it feels really refreshing so i'm really glad to be back on here and talking with you guys and obviously we have a lot to cover in this episode so i am in a new setting i'm in my new apartment um so we're gonna test things out and see how this audio is because i'm in like a whole different you know building it's not my room anymore um but you know we have sounds we have different sounds going on we have like siren sounds and if you hear honking outside then hopefully it doesn't bother you guys too much but we're gonna see how it goes and seeing if the room that i'm in also which is like my little office is gonna be a good place to record these episodes obviously since september there's been a lot of major life changes that have taken place around here and i wanted to talk about all of them with you guys the title is a dead giveaway for one of the bigger changes that i've made in my life that is right i have a new job again and i say again for all of you who know what i've gone through this year in terms of 
finding the right job for me and the amount of job transitions that I've been through this year, which has been like four or five now. And for everyone who thinks that I enjoy switching up jobs that often and, you know, a lot like I thought for a while that it was just because I was unsatisfied with one job at a time and I just wanted to like switch it up all the time. I, I don't think that's it. I'm actually quite jealous of all the people that have full-time jobs and those people who have been working with their with their employers for like over a year and beyond. I've wanted that for such a long time. I've wanted to settle down and build my career somewhere and just not have to worry about where money's coming from and like contracts and all of that. But alas, I'm at a new job and I've been working in this job for about two and a half months now. I think the last time that I spoke to you guys was in September and I was... I don't know if I told you guys that I quit my full-time job or I was about to quit, but I did end up quitting my PR job that I was in and it was a full-time job. And if you're curious about what my new job is right now, I am a social video coordinator at Hearst Magazines. So if you don't know, Hearst is like the, it's like the mother company of, you know, many famous magazines like Cosmopolitan, Harper's Bazaar, Elle, and I specifically work on Harper's Bazaar, so I guess you could say that I'm like a social video coordinator for Harper's Bazaar, but I am, you know, technically for Hearst. Um, I know it's a lot to take in, saying that, even saying that I work for Harper's Bazaar is kind of like surreal to me. I still, even like when people ask me today, even though I've been working there for two months now, it's still crazy to tell people that I work there. And since everyone, like obviously most people know what Harper's Bazaar is, even though they don't work in fashion, it's just like, it's a major, it's a major thing to have. Um, but I bet you guys have so many questions on like how I got the job and why I wanted to go back into working for magazines and what does a social video coordinator even do and so on and so on. So I thought that I would spend the bulk of this episode talking about my journey to how I got there and how I even came across this job posting and why I found myself working in magazines again. So firstly, I wanted to preface that there were a lot of things at play here. Um, you know, at the end of September, I, like I was saying to you guys, I quit my full-time job at the PR agency I was working with. And I don't want to get into too much detail about that experience because it's in the past now and I've put it way, way behind me, even though it was only a couple months ago. But overall, I just found that working in PR, specifically at an agency, wasn't for me at all. And it really sucks that I had to leave that position because it was a full-time role and, you know, I was all set there. I had benefits, I had salary, all of that. And I was only there for like less than three months. But I just, I knew that I had to get out of there and I'm really proud of my decision. I don't know, I just didn't want to seem like a quitter. To, to Not just like, not even regarding anyone to myself, I didn't want to seem like a quitter, but it was just way too toxic for me working in that environment. And I'm not talking about like the people or the company. It's more like the demand of the position and that sector of the in industry um, was just too much for me to handle. And not even too much for me to handle, I just don't think that it was the right one for me and that's and that's fine so enough about that i kind of left that job abruptly um because i didn't really have anything lined up after that job so i had to get back on the job market asap especially since that time lined up with the time that i was moving out and i needed to be able to pay my rent that was coming up and like groceries and all that so it was just a lot that was happening in my life all at once and it was a very stressful time, especially, you know, being towards the end of the year and you have to worry about all those things. So definitely not ideal. And I wouldn't recommend do doing that for anyone. I wouldn't recommend leaving a full-time job when, you know, you have rent to pay, you have to pay for your food and your life and all that. 
Um, I would definitely have something lined up, but you know, again, I, I'm living in New York. I grew up here. I have my family here. So like in a way I have a lot of things to fall back on, which I don't want to depend on going forward. But you know, even my parents were telling me that it's okay to quit. Um, and they were like, you know, you always have us. If you need anything, if you need to pay rent or anything, we can always, we'll always be there for you. And so that with that, I felt, you know, I didn't feel pressured to stay in an environment that was just literally making me so miserable. So during that time after I quit, I literally wasted no time trying to find a job. And I, long story short, it was a very long process of job searching. I literally applied to like 100 jobs a day, not even capping. But I basically had three prospects lined up where I made it to like the final rounds. And I'll tell you more about all three of the prospects. The first one was a PR assistant at Ralph Lauren. And I know I said I said PR assistant and you all are probably like, okay, why did you just quit your job in PR if you're just gonna go back to PR? I got to the point where when I was applying to jobs, I was super desperate. So I was just applying to literally anything. And, you know, working at a PR agency is very different than working in-house PR. So, and I've heard great things about working at Ralph Lauren. So for my friends, anyway, the next one was an influencer and marketing coordinator position at Glossier. And the last one obviously is in the job that I'm in right now, which is social video coordinator at Hearst Magazines. And obviously you can tell which one I ended up in because I just told you guys where I work now. But to be honest, out of the three that I just mentioned, the one that I really wanted was the Glossier position. And I'll tell you why, because it kind of sounds like totally like far from what I want and what I, you know, it's not even fashion. It's it, it's kind of fashion, but it's more beauty. But the Glossier one really was the best next step for me in terms of like my career and like I don't want to say my age, but like I'm getting into the age and like getting responsibilities where I need to like start thinking about my future and like 401k and all that shit. So the Glossier one was a full-time offer with a really competitive salary and it would have just been a big step up from the position that I had at the PR agency because it was a coordinator position. So, you know, more responsibilities. Like I just mentioned, you know, especially with the fact that I'm moving out and, you know, I'm getting, you know, quote unquote, I don't want to say older because I'm literally only 23. But I've just been really, really crazy about trying to gain some sort of stability. And that's what I saw this job ultimately giving me. And, you know, I honestly, I I don't know if I've told you guys this, but I have loved Glossier ever since they like first came out with the boy brow. And I've been a big supporter of their brand. So I've just like loved everything that they do. And I've honestly been applying to Glossier jobs since I was in like high school, just for like, shits and giggles because I knew that I wouldn't get it. I didn't have any experience. But this one time then I applied for the influencer marketing coordinator role while I was looking for a job and you know I heard back from them and went forward in the interview. So I was like, okay, this might be divine timing and it might be my timing to end up here. Honestly, for the Ralph Lauren one, I applied to that one because like I said, I was desperate and I was afraid about not getting any other job offers and I didn't, you know, think that I'd actually make it that far, but I did end up getting an offer for the Ralph Lauren. So I went far and then I did get a offer. Um, and finally the Hearst Magazine's position. So the thing is, I really wanted this job. Obviously like it, it, it honestly sounded too good to be true. When I first saw the job listing and when I first applied to it, I was like, oh, it's a social media role at a magazine, specifically like Harper's Bazaar. And I was like, okay, first of all, there's no way. I don't think I'll get that far. Let me just apply to it. But also because I've been applying to Hearst Magazine's positions for so long and have literally like it's never hit so i was also like that one like okay let me just apply to it don't really see much coming out of it so going in the order of which jobs that i wanted it was glossier hearst and then ralph lauren 
So like I said, I got an offer from Ralph Lauren first, which made things so much more difficult because again, it was last on my list and I didn't want to work there as much. So I was afraid of like making the wrong decision and, and like it changing the course of my professional career or whatever. So I held off for so long in getting back to them, which honestly in hindsight is like not the best thing, but I had to wait for the other positions for the other offers because I didn't want to like do something and stay and not be satisfied with. And during that time, so many of my family members and peers were all telling me how great of an opportunity it was and how I should take the job, which I was fully aware of all of those things. Like, like you know, PR assistant at Ralph Lauren is an amazing role and a lot of people would kill for that position. I knew in my heart that I couldn't accept the offer because there was just something in the back of my mind telling me that this wasn't the one. And honestly, at this moment sitting here right now, I'm so glad that I trusted my gut on that and that I actually listened to my heart. And honestly, I have a really good track record of making, I don't want to say the right decisions, but of like really trusting my gut and what my heart is telling me. So I knew that, you know, once I felt that way, I listened to it. And so what happened was I declined that offer even though I hadn't heard back from Glossier and Hearst yet, which is really like a, da a dangerous game to play. But eventually, a few days after, I did get an offer from Hearst, which I was super excited about. And it was just like really good news. I didn't expect to get the offer, even though like I did do a lot of rounds of interviews. And then I also did an edit test because it's like a social media job. So I'm glad that all that work actually ended up for a job offer. Um, unfortunately, though, when I got the offer, it wasn't a full time role and it was contracted with full time hours. So I wasn't that thrilled about it because obviously, you know, to work at Hearst and Harper's Bazaar was an amazing opportunity that anyone would be dying to get. So I was very happy that I got the job. But at the same time, I wanted the Glossier one because I knew that that position would provide me with the most stability. And honestly, ever since moving out, I've just had the most like the worst anxiety about finances, about how to pay my rent, how to just how to just live com comfortably and not be worried about money all the time. And, you know, this Glossier job would have given me that, you know, peace of mind. So what happened was I waited till the absolute last minute to tell Hearst about accepting the job offer and I just trusted my gut and I accepted the offer with Hearst even though I was still waiting for Glossier because I knew that if I gave up on Hearst and that I if I didn't end up getting an offer from Glossier, I would have been royally screwed because I already declined the Ralph Lauren one and I would have just had no offers and I would have just had no job at the end of it all. And mind you that that whole process, by the way, like I'm explaining it, like it was only a couple days, but it was around a month or so. So that's a lot of time to just be unemployed, to be living on my own. At that time, I'd already moved out. I was already in my apartment. I had to take care of myself. You know, sure enough, on my first day of starting at Hearst, since I accepted the offer, I was told that I didn't get the job at Glossier. And you guys know that I'm a big preacher of manifestation and saying that everything happens for a reason. But I truly have never believed that saying more than I did in that very moment. During that time of searching and applying for jobs and ultimately getting really far with three of them, I kind of just let the universe do its thing and allow me to end up where I needed to be, to be happy. And now, you know, currently in my role at Harper's, I couldn't be happier and I truly think that I found the job for me. I mean, my therapist has told me multiple times not to say that, not to put out there that it's like my dream job because it could always end up being something else. But now that I think that I'm you know, multiple months in, I 
can say that it's my dream job because it is and i've definitely been so much happier more than i've ever been like i don't know if you guys could tell that there was like a small decline from the past couple episodes of just like my overall happiness and my overall well-being because i just wasn't taking care of myself in my past jobs so that's kind of the process and story of how i ended up where i am now and the job journey that i've been going through for the past couple of months that i've been mia if you're following along on my social media then you probably know bits and pieces of it but i think this is like my first time explaining it the whole storyline to y'all so you can better understand what i had to go through to get to where i'm at now and yeah again it was a long story and i'm summing it up in like 10 minutes but i swear it was like a month and a half process that i had to go through of just applying to the jobs doing interviews for the jobs um doing edit tests like they were just it was just so so many things all at once but i mean i get really excited during the job process because you know i love the potential to start a new job and just the opportunities that it can bring now that we've gotten that major update out of the way and we're all caught up on where i am at now I wanted to talk with y'all about some of my goals for the new year as you know 2023 comes to an end and i'm actually happy i'm recording this episode at a good time because we're about to be in january soon and the new year is coming faster than ever so it's really good to like sit down and think about what those resolutions look like and it's funny because this will actually be my first time even thinking about any goals that i have for the new year believe it or not i haven't had a lot of time to think about my goals since i've been super busy with life and just the end of the year came so fast that i barely had any time to process that it's gonna be the new year in like literally four days so what better way to you know bring in the new year than to talk through some of my goals with you guys the first thing that i wanted to talk to you all about is something that you've heard me say that i've wanted to start repeatedly on this podcast And in the new year, I promise I'm going to hold myself accountable to officially starting my YouTube channel. I know it's something that I've talked about and have been like asking you guys on here for the past two years of just like having this podcast. I don't even remember the first time I brought it up, but I brought it up as like a thought and was like, "Mm, like, would you guys be interested if I did a podcast? I mean, a YouTube channel. Um, What's funny is YouTube is the first form of media that I consumed when I was younger. And when I first started realizing that social media could become an actual job and like you know influencers and all that youtube was the first place where i was kind of introduced to that even before i had instagram i followed so many people on youtube before i actually followed them on like other social media channels youtube is where i found most of the influencers that i know and love now so you know i'm not really sure how i ended up gravitating towards other social media platforms you know even starting my own podcast i did that before even thinking about a youtube but i think it has to do with like my fear of being judged and long form content like low-key scares me a little bit because i feel like short form you can curate it long form it's just like it's obviously you still edit youtube videos but it's just really hard to not show all of yourself in a youtube video i guess is what i'm trying to say so i had so much like imposter syndrome but also i was like afraid of being judged and was afraid that what if people didn't like the real me once they saw like how i acted on a daily basis all those kinds of things Obviously, like, that was really scary to me because I already feel like I share so much on Instagram and on this podcast. Like, I feel like I have a lot of my life out there. So, for the fact that I would share even more of my life, like, for vlogging on YouTube just scared me a little bit because then, like, all facets of my life would be in the world. There were a lot of reasons that spurred me into wanting to start a YouTube channel in the first place. First and foremost, my twin sister, as you guys know, I talk about her all the time on here. 
She inspires me to do a lot of things, but specifically she has been the one who's been telling me to start a YouTube channel for like the longest time. She actually has a YouTube channel of her own and she started it a while ago. And when she first started it, it was just like a booktube channel, which means it was like a YouTube channel where she talks about books. But now it's kind of evolved into a vlogging channel where she shows the day in her life as a social media manager and whatnot. And I got so inspired because her videos are really great. And I'm not just saying that because she's my twin sister, but she loves what she does. And she shows that through her YouTube videos. And she also shows like the inside scoop on what her life looks like working in social media. And obviously like, you know, you guys know me, like this podcast and my Instagram has always been about transparency and just like breaking down the fashion world and showing you guys like what it's really like to start from basically nothing. Like I had no connections, nothing to being where I am now. And I feel like YouTube would just take that to a whole other level. Like it even like makes me giddy and excited just talking about it with you guys here. So actually the other reason also involves my sister. I haven't been able to really start a YouTube channel and I say that as an, I say this as an excuse, but I couldn't really afford to get a nice vlogging camera. I was also afraid that if I invested in one that it would be really bad if I bought it and then just one day didn't want to vlog anymore and all of that money would have basically been wasted. And that's like one of my worst fears, like wasting money. So my sister actually recently for Christmas got a GoPro and so she no longer uses her vlog camera anymore, which is a Canon G G7X. So she's giving it to me completely. And now I feel like I have no excuses, you know, when it comes to starting a YouTube channel because now I have a nice vlogging camera, but also to take pictures with. So I really have no excuses at all. And I just feel like, you know, it's divine timing and it's time for me to start one. And my final reason for wanting to start a YouTube channel, just and you know, obviously with everything else, is just because I'm starting to get burnt out over the same mediums of like Instagram and TikTok. And honestly, sometimes this podcast, like I mentioned, I didn't want a podcast for a while, and it's just because I was getting burnt out for a bit. Um, and I just want to connect with you guys on a whole other level. And what better way to do that than starting a YouTube channel? So I'm really excited for what's to come in 2024 and to share more of my life and just my like fashion journey with you guys obviously because this is this is a new journey for me like i'm back working in magazines and it's it's still very new to me i'm like fresh in the editorial and magazine sector i'm really excited to just do vlogging or do question videos like i don't even know there's just so the realm of possibilities for long-form content is kind of crazy that i'm probably gonna have decision fatigue but it's all really exciting things another goal that i have for the new year that is again, social media related because I am a social media girly now, apparently, is to focus more on my social media, which is, I know that sounds completely crazy, but I feel like I only recently started really, really, really catering my social media content in the last few months of this year, like starting from September and till, till now in December. Um, but guys, it has really, really, really paid off. And not to get dramatic on y'all, but so much has changed for me once I started really focusing on my social media. And I'm not just talking about like getting followers and getting free PR gifts and all that. Even though that stuff has like inevitably come out of working in social media and it's been a great perk, obviously. But I feel like once I started to take my social media more seriously, that's when everyone else started to take me more seriously in social media, if that makes any sense. Like... I, you know, when I was applying to the Hearst job, I had no prior experience in social media, like on my resume at least. I had like freelance jobs where I did like content and user generated content for brands and stuff, but that's not really like professional social media experience. So I had to really like 
hustle and just like really advocate for myself when it came to getting the job in the first place and now my main job that i landed at harper's bazaar you know and all the side hustles and brand deals that i have going on in my life now are from my ability to harness you know the power of social media i know it sounds like stupid but honestly like i didn't take it seriously until i started working in it and just seeing like all the analytics all the numbers every all the details and like actual psychology that goes into social media is crazy and it makes it makes it just seem less superficial if that makes any sense and i don't want to say like i found my true calling or whatever when it comes to working in the fashion industry but i definitely feel like right now this is one of this is the sector that i am meant to work in who knows what i'm gonna feel and you know how, what i'm gonna say in the next couple of months or even a couple of years because i might get burnt out as i start to get older but right now like i am in the perfect sweet spot of like i love my job i love what i do on the side i love all the side hustles that i have going on right now doing social media and you know obviously i get burnt out from doing content all the time but i'm just i i find ways to balance it and offset it and do stuff that re relaxes me and like i treat myself and going back to like the transparency that i was mentioning earlier i feel like once i started really opening up on my social media and being more transparent about how i got to where i was and all the good and the bad that i had to face I think that's when people started to resonate with me the most and that's when people found an interest to in what i was posting online so i'm grateful that even though it took me this long to figure it out considering that i've you know i've been posting on social media for a while now i figured it out now and i'm finally finding like my place in this world and like what i'm meant to share so in the new year i basically want to continue doing all of that you know what i'm doing right now but really take it to a new level like you know starting a youtube channel and being more diligent about posting content and i'm not gonna lie to you guys i'm it's it just this all sounds like sunshine and rainbows but it's been really tough trying to manage it all you know have a successful career in fashion also have a successful social media persona but i've been really pushing myself to try to do all of those things at the same time and I work hard every day and at my job at Harper's, but on the side and on my free time, I'm always planning content for my personal channels and figuring out freelance brand deals and whatnot. So I am truly hustling and I mean, I have to now because, you know, I moved out and I have bills to pay and these bills are not going to pay themselves. A lot of people have been requesting an episode all about adulting and how I've been transitioning from living at home my whole life to now living alone and taking care of myself. So if you guys are interested, I'll definitely make an episode talking about that whole process and some of my, some of my tips, I guess. And I think like what I have to share is more just about like how I'm able to do this while still, I guess like going for my passion and working in the fashion industry because there are a lot of like stereotypes around jobs in the fashion world and all that. So I would love to do an episode talking all about that and how I manage a career in fashion while still, you know, taking care of myself one of my next new year's resolutions i wanted to get more personal with you guys besides all of the career and social media goals that i shared previously i wanted to talk about something else that i've been struggling with that's more personal to me that i feel like i don't normally talk about on here well obviously there are like a lot of things that i've been struggling with but namely one thing that i have been really struggling with a lot this year was letting small inconveniences affect me as much as i i let them and when I tell you that it's become a serious problem for me this year, you guys have no idea what I've had to deal with. I'm not really sure what caused it and what caused me to become so negative mindset, like to have such a negative mindset about things. But 
there have been a lot of things that have occurred this year and you know maybe it was a combination of a lot of things like going through multiple job transitions and just being stressed out all the time but whenever something small happens it has affected both my personal and professional life and i've let it affect my relationships with people who are close to me like my boyfriend and my sister and my family and at the risk of sounding really vague i'll try my best to give you guys an example of what i'm talking about it could be literally the smallest inconvenience like my train was delayed or i lost something that wasn't actually that big of a deal but i would just let it overtake my emo overtake my emotions and just completely turn my mood into something sour and it really sucks that it had to take me until now to realize it but you know better late than ever so as i go into the new year i'm definitely taking all the learnings that i've you know gone through these past few months and i'm trying to turn over a new leaf as far as like this whole struggle has been concerned and for me it's really vulnerable to share this kind of thing that i've been struggling with because it this is like stuff that i would talk to my therapist about and like my boyfriend and my family not really on here i feel like on here i talk about a lot of like career driven things and like just just anything fashion related but i don't really talk about like my personal struggles but you know a lot of my personal struggles and like the stresses and anxieties that i go through do relate to how i function in my professional life so i figured that it was worth sharing with you guys and talking to you guys if you guys are going through the same thing, just know that it's completely normal. I'm not like a superhuman. I have all of these regular same human emotions and anxieties and things that I go through. Relating to all of that, another resolution that I have for the new year is to also focus more on my friendships and personal relationships. I think it's okay to have an excuse these past couple of months since I've been like switching jobs and like moving into a new place. But now that I feel like I've adjusted, I really want to start focusing my time into my personal relationships, like hanging out with friends, spending time with my boyfriend, spending time with my family, which all three of those things have been like a challenge on its own because, you know, it, it takes time to spend time with my boyfriend. I also need to set a time, set time to spend time with my family and then my friends. It's like money, all these things. So there are a lot of factors at play, but in the new year, I'm really trying to like delegate time and money to that because i feel like i haven't been doing it enough this year which you know this year came with its own set of problems and like finding jobs and switching jobs and stuff but i'm trying to give myself leeway and let myself not to be too hard on myself when it comes to those things this is so corny to talk about and i don't even want to like relate to it but as you guys know one of my favorite mood movies is the devil wears prada and i feel like there was a point in my life where I started becoming like Miranda Priestly, where I just became like this career obsessed woman and that's not who I wanted to become and so that's why I really am trying to make it a goal in this new year to not only be driven by you know success in my career and all that kind of stuff which is I feel like I've been doing less of that and I've been like really focusing on my happiness which I'm really really happy about I think it all started when I quit my job at the PR firm honestly because that's when I finally put myself first and not my career I put like my happiness and my personal wellness first before anything and it ended up being the best decision ever so I want to keep continue making those decisions in 2024 so that's all I have for you guys today. I know it's like super short and like shorter than what you guys are used to for these episodes, but I just wanted to kind of do a slow reintroduction to podcasting for, for myself and for you guys. But just to give you guys a little update and what I'm looking forward to in the new year, I 
like I said, this is the first time that I'm thinking about New Year's resolutions. Like I haven't had time to like sit down and actually, I don't know, journal or write stuff down in my notes. But so I'm just like telling you guys on, on like the top of the dome what I want to work on in the new year. But there will obviously be other things that I want to work on. And there probably are. I just can't think of them right now. I love you guys so much and I promise I will continue to make episodes. I can't promise you when the next episode will be, but I will get on it. So talk to you later and see you guys on the next episode of the Life of an Ex-Fashion Student podcast.